this is being referred to as Blackout Tuesday. Uh, the music industry is uh, working alongside uh, protesters and, and protests worldwide in the wake of George Floyd's death to turn off the noise, hit the pause button on business as usual, and turn towards fighting racial injustice. Here to talk about that and some new releases in the future that we can expect to hear, Alan Cross from our sister station, uh, 102.1 The Edge, and the ongoing history of new music in a journal of musical things. He does everything. Alan, welcome to the show. Hi. I uh, I am not blocked out today. I am uh, trying to report on blockout. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Blackout Tuesday. Like, who came up with the idea? Was it uh, large music labels or uh, was it activists? Well, there was a, an activist request that started circulating last week that said that you know, the show must be paused. That was the hashtag. And very quickly, a variety of people in the music industry decided to get on board. All the major labels are on board. A lot of indie labels are on board. Music distributors are on board. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, they're all on board. The idea, and this is very rare, by the way, for the music industry to come together so quickly uh, in a unified way for a particular cause. And today is that day, uh, Blackout Tuesday. The idea is that everybody in the music industry is supposed to stop and reflect on what the situation is for people of color, especially African-Americans, uh, in this time of crisis. And uh, a lot of people for, you know, um, there's one group of, of labels, Interscope, A&M, and Geffen, uh, they're not going to release any music this week as uh, a, a way of saying, hey, listen, we're concentrating on this. Um, there are Spotify, for example, has uh, taken a number of their playlists dark. Uh, some of them have a, uh, a gap of silence of eight minutes and 46 seconds in some of these playlists to make a point because that was how long that cop knelt on George Floyd's neck. So there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, I know that, for example, I'm getting about half the newsletters that I usually get uh, from, from music industry sources. And uh, a lot of people are, 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 well, are talking about it. I guess the whole idea is, is to focus people's attention if we aren't focused enough on, on what's going on in America right now. Well, groups like the Rolling Stones, they, you know, got on board right away and tweeted out that make Keith, Charlie and Ronnie stand with all those who object to racism, violence or bigotry. And the Rolling Stones, of course, inspired by black musicians without the black musicians in the States, there would be no Rolling Stones. So, these are people that are giants, but are standing on the shoulders of people that were never, you know, maybe posthumously looked upon as giants in the music industry, but really not never got the credit because of the racism we're talking about right now uh, that was due to them. So it's about time that the Rolling Stones, you know, they've acknowledged through their whole career, but it's about time that they stand together with, you know, other people in this fight. I think we're in a singularly difficult situation right now. This uh, reminds a lot of old-timers about 1968, at the height of the civil rights strife, uh, culminating in the death of Martin Luther King. We had the uh, beatings of Richard Daley at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago, uh, all the marches, all the riots, all the burnings. This, this really does feel like 1968, made more difficult by the fact that we have this pandemic and 40 million Americans unemployed. And uh, a president who insists on holding a Bible upside down in front of a church that didn't want him there in the first place. And only oh, I didn't. 
Hold I on, didn't realize it was upside down. Yes, it was upside down. And also uh, a bunch of clergy had to be gassed uh, to get out of the way so we could make this little photo op. So there's, there's, a, there's a tremendous amount of anger and outrage and fear and concern that, that's going on. It is not, let's, let's be honest, this is not an American thing. Canada is not uh, you know, completely innocent in this whole thing, but America is the focus of this. And when you had 147 cities yesterday launching some kind of protest across America, it's like, wow, what is going on? And then you got to think two, three weeks from now, are we going to have a pandemic spike? So, I think we, it's uh, the likelihood's extremely high. Yeah, that. Well, I mean, we've got Mother's Day. People got together on Mother's Day. People got together for Memorial Day. People are getting together now yeah. for these protests. People are, you know, have been getting together because of relaxed restrictions. Uh, this is uh, this is just another step in, in what seems to be a, a, an absolutely disastrous year for for the United States. And who's going to be hit hardest at the end of the day? It's the same people that are protesting right now. It's the the inequity, the people living in poverty that will not have. I think I was uh, somebody tweeted out the other day. I think it was Supriya Devetti uh, from our morning show tweeted out uh, a tweet that someone posted. And they obviously live in the States and their first COVID test because they've had three, but it was covered by insurance uh, to like 90 percent was something like eighteen thousand dollars. This is the problem. Uh, the people who are most likely to not have health care are, are, are disadvantaged people and people who uh, have been laid off and, you know, minorities and, and people of color. You know, you look at the American health care system. It's 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 well, we don't have to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think I just, just did. Yeah, I think <laughs> you did. and I think it kind of sums everything up. So we'll, we'll see where, where this uh, there, there is some pushback. There is some skepticism about the whole Blackout Tuesday thing. Yeah. Uh, largely because it seems to be in the eyes of some people, and I understand this. It's like, oh, I put a black square in place of my website or my newsletter or my Instagram page or something like that. There, I've done something. Um, you know, even some people are saying, well, listen, we, we should be, you know, contemplating this. We should be concentrating on this. We should be looking at this every single day. Not just because some record labels have turned this into a promotional opportunity, which is, again, a, 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 um, a criticism that's coming out. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. I mean, this is a good start. It's a good step. It's an important thing. I think everybody needs to do something to mm-hmm. continue to draw attention to what's an extremely uh, difficult, situ- terrible situation. I, I saw a tweet the other day. It, it kind of like went, white people, I need to get my hair cut. Oh, okay, no problem. We'll relax all the uh, uh, we'll relax all the restrictions. Black people, uh, stop killing us. Uh, answer, gee, that's a big ask. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of people that beyond their their square, the black square. To me, just uh, I hate to say it, but I'm just all I can think of is the orange square, that orange tile that people were putting up for fire festival. Um, but um, the that square uh, hopefully leads people to. You know, spend some time doing some soul searching. And I think what we're going to have to realize is we're going to have to all be a little more courageous when it comes to speaking up for what's right. By all means, put up your black square, but understand that that's just the first thing, the the first step in what you're supposed to be conveying. Is it a bad time to talk about the fact that, you know, we know that uh, there, there's a pause for Blackout Tuesday being put on music and music releases, but we're still looking ahead for music lovers to Record Store Day. 
um, which is going to be three days, and they've announced a new schedule of releases. What are you really excited about, Alan? Well, there's a new Soundgarden record coming out on August the 26th. Uh, <laughs> the three surviving members of Soundgarden have re-recorded Black Hole Sun with uh, pop and country star Brandy Carlisle sitting in for uh, Chris Are Cornell. you excited about that? Well, I'm, I'm interested in it. I mean, the thing okay. about Record Store Day is that there are uh, all these exclusive releases that you, you wouldn't normally get. You know, remember, Record Store Day started with a bunch of guys in Baltimore running independent record stores who were absolutely dying. Mm. And they came up with this idea, well, why don't we create some sort of event whereby everybody would come to record stores and hang out and maybe buy some special stuff that becomes available. And, of course, the industry jumped on top of it. Record Store Day has been extraordinarily successful. I, I love it myself. Mm. Uh, we've seen some really interesting releases and uh, it, it has, you know, it, that was the beginning of the whole vinyl revival. Now, you know, record stores have been closed for a very long time. I think 16 of the 85 Sunrise record stores in Canada reopened this week. But everything is closed. I was looking at, you know, vinyl sales, for example. They're down 30% over where they were at this point last year. CD sales are down 52% mm-hmm. from 2019. Well. You know why? Because the the the, idea, the people that are inspired to go out and buy vinyl are, you know, they're inspired because of the, for the same reasons. I mean, we had to go out when I was a kid and, you know, high school out of necessity, you had to go buy your music in the store. But there was something about going into Sam the Record Man and whiling away, you know, hours sifting through albums and discovering things. And I think that, that that's what people like. So if the store's physically closed, discovery is pretty much dead at that point other than online and you know that's not what they're going for when they talk about vinyl right well hopefully restrictions will be eased by the 26th of august which is the first of the three record store days there's also one in late september and another one in october and let's not forget there's traditionally a uh, a black friday record store day uh in november so the the industry the people who rely on physical sales of music, I mean, they're they're dying right now. They're just mm-hmm. absolutely dying. So if if this helps, great. If if we just got to hope that these stores can hang on until the twenty sixth of, of August. Uh, if you're around the same age as me, and that is an age that I was non-existent in the, you know, when you referred to nineteen sixty eight earlier on, Alan, I wasn't I wasn't alive yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to some new discs that will be limited edition items from the Cure and the Smiths. Yep. Yes, and there's a David Bowie uh, live CD for a uh, live record from 1974 that will be available on that day as well. Um, and the list, you know, it's it's the, the, if you go to recordstoreday.com and you can you can click on your country and you can see exactly what is being prioritized for your nation, and uh, it's a good list to print out. I mean, it's, this is only a preliminary list because a lot of records record labels are, are just scrambling because. You know, they're in lockdown like everybody else. So I would expect that as we get closer to each of these dates, more new material will become available as well. All right, Alan. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again as we get more information on Record Store Days. And as those dates approach, uh, stay safe and always a pleasure talking to you. You too.